Hey, podcast listener, you're about to discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the email marketing podcast or the autoresponder guy, go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Everybody, welcome to another edition of the podcast. I'm David Allen. We're back. We have a very exciting guest today. He's able to talk on a wide range of subjects. I think this is going to be very exciting for everyone to listen to because he's got some vast experience and some some different things which don't come up a lot. Different different niches and stuff. Perhaps we don't hear from uh, terribly much. So I'm just going to welcome to the show, and then we're going to let him tell it in his own words. Stephen Summers, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Dave. That was a phenomenal introduction. I actually feel ready to go now. You really G'd me up here. It's good. It's, 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 a, it's, a, yeah, it's a rainy, cold day here in Ireland. So, you know, something like that is a good way to get the, get the afternoon going for me. Absolutely. I've had a lot of coffee and it's still basically the morning here in the USA. So, uh, <laughs> but we're ready to roll and it's good to have somebody here with, a, uh, with an accent and uh, sure. someone who's uh, extra entertaining uh you're a live wire yourself uh, from what i've gathered <laughs> as are most people from ireland i think <laughs> yeah well it's it's early so i haven't had any uh, alcohol yet but you know maybe maybe do a, a part two dave and we'll do an alcohol one absolutely i'd love to do that uh so let's get into your bow we let you know as you know we like to do the superhero origin story we like to just jump into the, how you got sure. to where you're at now and like give us the details man and uh, lay it out yeah, no problem at all. So my story always pretty much starts when I was in my, you know, teens to late teens, and I was trying to figure out what the hell I was going to do with my life. And I was in a situation where I was I was in a rock band, and I was I thought I was going to be a musician. And it's so funny. I see a lot of uh, online business owners they always start out as musicians for some reason. Right. So anyway, I was trying to make it, and you know, had some success, kind of at a very low level. Played some good gigs and all of that, but ultimately the the music thing didn't work out. So I was in my early twenties at that point. I'm now thirty two, and I was in a situation where I was like, you know, stuck in a corporate job because I took a I took a job basically while I was playing music and I was studying marketing at nighttime in in college, and I never finished college because I was just felt like they were just teaching me how to be an employee. And I always said to myself, you know, if the music thing doesn't work out. I'm going to start a company of some kind. I'm going to be a business owner. So when I was in my, like I say, my early 20s, and I was studying marketing, I actually started reading a lot about direct response, uh, copy, direct response marketing. I had been studying a little bit of it as well in my late teens, but not seriously. But I started to realize, you know, the one thing that makes the world go round is marketing. And so if I was going to become a successful business owner, I was going to have to learn more and more about marketing. So the problem for me was I had no business experience. My family are not entrepreneurs and everybody around me said, well, we don't start companies. We're not that kind of, that kind of person. That's not what we do around here. So here, so I was kind of, you know, stuck at that point in my life and I was very much going around the internet searching how to make money online and you can probably guess you know buying into all the different scams of, of, of that day <laughs> sure. trying to figure it out you know like just people telling you like you can basically turn on your computer and money will come out and hit you with paper cuts and all that and <laughs> you know, all the rest and, and and i got really down at one point right because i was like 
there's nowhere I can seem to learn to do this, you know, in a way where I don't have to teach people how to make money online. It's right. kind of funny that I kind of do that now in a way, but in a very ethical way. But I suppose at that time I said, what's one business I can get involved in where I don't have to be an expert in any one area. I don't have to get on the camera because I was like, what the hell? I'm, I'm not an expert in anything other than sitting in an office all day or playing the guitar. <laughs> no one's going to pay me for that. So, you know, I, I realized, you know, cut a long story short, physical products, selling physical products online was something I could do where I didn't have to be any of those things. And I, could, I still was studying marketing, but, you know, I thought I can surely put my spin on it with the stuff that I know. So again, cutting a, a long story short, I was about 22 at this point almost 23. And I, I, I had been telling people, I need to find somebody who is in business right now, who's selling products online that I can learn from. Right. And so I, I luckily my aunt, her best friend, this guy called Robert, still my business partner to this day in the different companies that we operate. And basically he just gave me a chance. He just said, look, if you want to learn this thing, you can come up, I'll teach you. You got to work for free, but I'll teach you how it works and we'll go from there. And so again, cutting another long story short, I could tell you a million stories about that. Uh, basically, <laughs> I, I worked for like a year for free pretty much, but I started learning how, to, how he was selling products on Amazon, on eBay, on different marketplaces at that time. And I started selling things secondhand he had lying around in the warehouse. Then I started putting my marketing experience, my copywriting experience to play. I started selling more and more of those products on eBay and places like that. And from there then, after you know, learning with him for so long, we kind of figured out a new way of, of running the company he had, where he had you know, two warehouses, lots of staff, lots of stress. We figured out if we just put our business on Amazon, we focus on going globally selling products on Amazon, we could be very successful. And again, we, we did that. We, we started a new company together, got rid of all the, all the staff, all the warehouses, and we built a multi-million dollar business selling our, our own branded products on there. Awesome. So that's, kind of, that's kind of where level one is anyway. And, and then level two obviously has been, you know, after doing that for a number of years, we saw a lot of people were teaching this kind of stuff and the stuff that was being taught was so poor. Uh, the education was so poor. We just felt like we had something original to say. And we started a company called Marketplace Superheroes, which at this point in time, it's now almost an eight figure company. Uh, we have a multiple businesses. We, we teach people how to do this stuff, but also we actually have our own freight company where we have our own warehousing. Yeah, we, we have our warehouse in the US, warehouse in Europe. Uh, we have our own accountancy practice for online wow. sellers. Yeah, so we've gone deep, you know, and then we really serve our audience and uh, have built a really, you know, significant online company doing this stuff. That's awesome. That is a great story, Steve. I mean, you just really, uh, Tell, tell us some of those stories maybe when you were working for free for that yeah. first year and how, you know, it sounds like you have some, some funny, uh, some funny, yeah. bits, I'm sure. Oh man, I've, I've loads, but I can tell you like whenever I started out, it was funny because, uh, I was in this situation where I was like, yeah, I'm going to get into an online business now. That means I'm going to be like sipping, you know, cocktails on the beach out <laughs> there, right? Driving a Lamborghini. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's what everyone tells me it's going to be. So I got really excited about this. And then I realized when I showed up at the warehouse on day one, it was like, yeah, have you got old clothes on? Because you're going to have to lift boxes all day. <laughs> I was like, what? This is insane. And so, I mean, I, I remember 
basically every day my hands getting cut up and lifting and laying boxes at the time because we didn't utilize Amazon's fulfillment services back then. We were doing right. it ourselves, which was a big mistake. But anyway, that's what we did for a long time. So that was a kind of a big shock. And I remember one Christmas in particular, it was really snowy. And it never snows in Ireland, really. It's very, very rare that it does. But anyway, in the north of Ireland, which is where I was living at the time with my, my business partners from there, it's where we operated from, uh, I was in a situation where it was snowing really heavily. And the entire industrial estate where we had our warehouses at that time was completely snowed in. Like you couldn't drive a car or a lorry on this damn thing. And we've been waiting for this delivery for weeks. And so basically, Robert and I, we both looked at each other and said, we're going to have to literally dig the entire business park out, get rid of all the snow to allow a truck to drive up the thing, which we did. And, uh, wow. you know, it took hours. But like, that's yeah. some of the stuff. That's how I got into online business. You know, it wasn't what, what, you know, a lot of people try to make it out to be that it's just some magical fairy tale thing. Cause the truth is like nowadays, the way we teach it, the way we do it, we do use companies like Amazon to ship our products out. But again, with our freight company, we went back into that business years later because we saw that we could serve our audience a lot better by offering that kind of stuff. But I guess the point is that this is a like online businesses are real companies they're not some mythical thing anymore and i think it's important that people listening who are in business or considering going into an online business you got to understand that number one it's a real company number two if you're selling digital or physical things you're creating real assets and i think as 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 the, the internet evolves now we all have to start playing a bigger game whereby we treat online companies the same way we would treat any offline business you know right absolutely no i think you're you're hitting the nail on the head there certainly and it is kind of a uh you know fantastical uh, presentation most people try to put on it in terms of like it's not the same as maybe an offline business because a lot of times like you said there's digital products which are kind of like ethereal in a way uh but yeah it should be exactly the same and, and not treating it that way is a mistake yeah, and it's interesting with digital products as, as you know, as governments have changed and stuff like that, like right now in Europe, you know, and basically there's a tax on digital products and it doesn't matter where you're from as a company, you're supposed to pay this tax. It's called VAT. And the funny thing is that like, that's a good example of, I guess that, you know, whenever people start into an online company, they have this, this image of there's no cost, there's no nothing. Right. And, and I'm, not, I'm not being negative. I'm actually being really positive in saying those of you that are in online businesses know that you're starting something which is, which is as legitimate as any other business. And when you, when you master the fundamentals of an online company, you actually can get the benefits that all these, you know, inverted commas marketers talk about. Uh, but it's just, it's just, you've got to do it in the right way and you've got to do it in a way that's sustainable. We'll get right back to the interview in exactly 44 seconds, but first something very exciting. If you've been sharpening your copywriting skills, but your freelance career just isn't where you want it to be, 2019 is going to be your year. Good friend of mine, Carlos Redlick, former guest on this show, has an entire system, the same system he used to go from flat, dead, broke, sleeping on his friend's floors, stealing water from his neighbors while they were at work, all the way up to multiple six figures as a freelance copywriter. He has it over at 
copypastetemplates.com. That's copypastetemplates.com. I'm using some of Carlos's ideas. I'm in there too. Tell them David Allen sent you. Now, back to our interview. And you got to understand that the internet gives us a global audience. So if you're selling products on Amazon, if you're selling digital products, it's important to start to embrace the, the global economy now. That's where you're going to really create a, a very significant company very, very quickly. No, I think you're uh, 100% right there. And so tell us more about like uh, sort of how your companies grew and what sort of avenues you took. Because you mentioned briefly there that you started out sort of shipping your own stuff. That was a mistake. And then you eventually went back. Yeah. Starting your own freight company. So that sounds like an interesting story. Yeah, I suppose with Marketplace Superheroes, you know, we, we began teaching our systems and our processes that we utilized to create a multi-seven-figure Amazon business. And, and, that's, and that was something we, we did for a number of years. And we always said to ourselves, you know, we don't want a team. We don't want big costs. We just want to help people, teach them some cool stuff, and see people build an online business. That's how we were really started out. And we didn't have a vision for a company, like we didn't realize we could get it to where it is now and beyond, you know, we, we just thought maybe we could make a hundred grand a year doing this and enjoy ourselves. Right. And so um, that's how we started the company. But then um, even when we started the business, I remember, by the way, I had no list. I had no audience. Nobody knew who the hell these two weird Irish guys were. Nobody, <laughs> nobody cared. Uh, but the point was that like, we really said to ourselves, how can we serve people the best? And we began, you know, going on podcasts kind of like this and different um, online experts. We, we offered a lot of our time up to teach people. And we found that like the more we served people and taught them really real stuff, tangible stuff, and we gave them a real, uh, you know, realistic vision on version of how an online business on Amazon actually operates, we found that we built up this really trust, uh, trust-laden audience very quickly. And the thing that we started to see then was as people started to do the business and get success, they were saying things like, well, I'm shipping stuff from China. It's costing me a fortune to do that. Or how do I find the best CPA, uh, bookkeeper, accountant? How do I do these things? And so we were like, well, we were referring people to other companies for a long time. And we just said to ourselves, like, this doesn't make any sense. You know, we're referring people out to the different businesses. We can't trust that they're going to be served in the right way. So why don't we just start offering this stuff ourselves and, and do it in, in a really cool new way? And so we tried it. We tried for years, honestly. Like Marketplace Superheroes is now it started in May 2014, so it's it's almost five years running now. Probably realistically more like four years running running properly. And so for about maybe two to two to three years, honestly, of the company's life we always had partners we were trying to do stuff with and different companies that never worked out. People always were let down in the end. So, you know, over the last year, basically we've been in a situation where we've invested pretty much everything we make back into the company to create better services for people. And that's been the, the flywheel that's really grown our business because, you know, a company talks about lifetime value as a really important metric and for us, like when you come in and you buy our course, that's fine. And that's where most business owners online end. Whereas when you can start adding in 
uh, services, software, different things your audience need in order to become or remain successful, you now can cycle your company up so much quicker because you have so many more things you can sell. Like our freight business, for example, is a beautiful example of a mixture of continuity income. So we charge $500 a year to join our freight network. And then what people do is they, they pre-buy shipping space with us. So in other okay. words, they buy, say, five cubic meters of shipping, which is basically, in, in real-world terms, about two and a half pallets, if you can imagine okay. that, six yeah, foot pallets. Yeah. They pre-buy that with us, and then when they ship it, they don't have to pay anymore. They, they only have to pay some small charges, whereas with a traditional freight forwarder who they would have used, they have all these million charges like, you know, charge for literally down to, oh, a guy turned on the microwave to make you know, noodles <laughs> at lunchtime. <laughs> you know, like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, that's been kind of some of the, the, the growth of Marketplace. And, you know, we, we obviously have coaching programs and things like that, which have helped us grow faster. And we've amassed a team of, like, honestly, nearly 25 people now who run all the different things that we do. And our vision really at this point is just to keep on offering better stuff to people and, and, you know, and just seeing people grow real businesses. That sounds fantastic. It sounds like you're definitely going about it the right way. And that's uh, very, yeah, just simplifying everything for people and then, and, and not gouging them for ridiculous crap. Uh, yeah. yeah I, so maybe talk about, you know, cycle back a bit to the beginning, like when you, when you first started this, uh, your Amazon selling business, like how did you go about yeah. acquiring customers and then how to grow from there and some of those type stories? Yeah, I mean, that, that's going to be a really uh, somewhat boring story for you, but I'll happily tell it to you because really w the way we, our model works with Amazon is we, we see Amazon almost like a stock market right now. And right. so I'll explain the different types of business models that you can do with, with an Amazon business because most people out there, they don't understand what they're actually doing. They think right. like, well, if I'm selling on Amazon, I'm, I'm building a brand. But I always say there's, there's two main businesses you can build when you're employing Amazon as part of your strategy. So we have what we call a marketplace model business. Right. And we have a brand business. So we teach our, guy, our customers initially what we call the marketplace model, which basically means look at Amazon like, that's, like that stock market like I just mentioned. And basically we see what are people buying right now? So they've, they've shown us that there's proven demand for those products. Then we, we say to ourselves, okay, what can we do to that product, to that offer to make it more appealing to people who are looking for those products? So in right. simple terms, uh, I always take an example of like a plastic shoebox. We, and by the way, we sell the most boring products you've ever heard of in your life. And that's a, <laughs> that's a good thing. And we tell our customers yeah. sell boring products because there's millions of these things you can sell. You know, like even one example before I jump into my other thing, uh, one of our clients, he sells the covers that you put on the feet of your washing machine to stop it from scratching the ground, you know? Right, like perfect. That's how boring we get. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, it couldn't be any more boring than that. But it's kind of cool, like, because at the end of the day, you know, people are buying these different products every single day on Amazon. So, like right. I said, we, we go and we would say to ourselves, well, if somebody's buying that product, the, the washing machine cover thing, well you know, what's happening in the market? Are they offering any bonus products, any little additional, like, uh, I don't know, 
oh, like a carry case for the thing or, or like a cleaning, a cleaning kit for the bottom of the washing machine or something like that. And that's right. typically what we do. So a lot of our business is, is spent in research because a lot of other companies out there teach Amazon. They kind of focus more on this weird mixture of a brand. You're kind of doing a building a brand. You're kind of building an Amazon business. They're not very clear about it. So I always say we start there with marketplace model because that validates what people want. And then what you can do is once you start making sales on Amazon, because right. they're the warmest leads you're going to get, well, once you do that, then you start growing, then you can say, well, that's validated now. I'm going to build a brand, a bigger brand around this. I'm going to build my own website and I build my own, my own funnels, etc. Right. But we don't start there. So that's, that's essentially in simple terms, how we acquire customers. We utilize Amazon and then we do have a sponsored ads on Amazon for our products as well, whereby we just pay a small amount of money to, to basically get in front of more people on Amazon. And, that, and that's really it. You know I mean? A lot of other companies, they get involved in things that are, you know, great, great black hat against Amazon terms right. of service. We don't really get into that because at the end of the day, when you get your product research right, when you then put your products on not just Amazon.com, but on the different global Amazon sites, mm -hmm. you're in a situation where you can easily get a product selling, you know, 10 to 50 units a day over time. And then really what, what we always tell our clients is this is not a game of how do I get one product selling 100 units a day? This is a game of how can I get a small number uh, sorry a large number of products selling a small number of units a day because imagine if you've got 25 products and each of them are selling let's just say five units a day globally well you know that's a that's a pretty nice place to be in yeah. you know for 100 sales a day and if you're making five dollars a sale well there's 500 bucks profit every day because that's that's after you paid all your costs etc that's 15 grand per month in, in, in net income like that's a that's a nice place to be and that's that that's not very difficult to do if you're just looking to make five sales a day whereas if you're like out there and you're trying to make a hundred sales or more of one product a day and you're pushing all these different platforms etc you know that's cool but at the end of the day it's a different business to what we teach you know right no i think that's a very uh, important distinction uh, Absolutely. I think you're, you're really laying it out uh, very, very easily for people to understand. That's a, a proper mindset yeah. to go into it when you're dealing with Amazon. Well, yeah, I, th I think like any business, though, honestly, Dave, like, I mean, you know, you've got to go in understanding what are the levers that are going to make a business su succeed or fail. And it's like anything, you have to have a way to acquire customers, like you mentioned. And obviously, we're utilizing Amazon as our, as our way to acquire customers. And we're, we're understanding what those people already want. But you can apply that to any business. Like, I think one of the biggest problems I see out there is the advice of, you know, only follow your passion that's kind of right. a dangerous it's kind of dangerous you know like what if your passion yeah. people don't want to spend any money on that passion you know well i think it's you know nobody has a passion probably i mean even your client i'm sure can attest his passion wasn't the covers for the feet of the washing yep absolutely no so that's a good that's a good example it's like you want you know the easiest way to make some money is to find what people want and then back up your truck to uh, the line of people for what they want. So yeah, it's it, yeah, absolutely. It's the Gary Halbert, you know, the starving crowd. You know, it's it's that it's that idea, but just very simply laid out using Amazon. You know, 
Yeah, and I think it's it's one of the things that people often, one of the missteps they make too is that you guys are essentially using the Amazon network, if you will, as a, a validating tool. And that's something that yep. people have a problem. That's a step they often uh, go go past uh, without thinking about it is that validating process. And then you start to build something bigger. Absolutely. Yep. So maybe talk about some of the like weird campaigns or stuff. Like, have, you guys, have you guys done any sort of avant-garde type things? I mean, you, you seem to have taken a very sort of uh, probably influenced by your, your past and your studying sort of a direct response model of like bonuses and, and, and uh, yeah. the offer and so forth. Yeah, I think so. You know, that was the big thing as, as, as we all know, you know, people don't buy products, they buy offers. And so w- when we're looking at Amazon, uh, you know, when you look on Amazon in general, like there's a lot of different things happening. Uh, sometimes copywriters have kind of got a handle on the Amazon platform. They've gone with like, you know, all caps and every single bullet point at the start <laughs> and stuff. And we, we uh, like that can work and stuff, but we don't do a lot of that stuff. Cause it's, again, we try to just keep on the right side of Amazon at the end of the day, because right. if, you're, if you're implementing the marketplace model specifically, well, you want to stay on there, right? So yeah. really with our, uh, we just look at it and we say, um, when we're looking at a product, we look at what we call the map and the gap. So we have a market analy- an analysis process and we have a gap process. So the gap process basically is the simplest one, which basically means, well, if I look at a product that's selling, where are the gaps? So do they offer product bonuses? Uh, do they offer pack sizes? You know, don't just sell one light bulb, sell a pack right. of like a five and really thinking about the customer like why is a customer buying that specific product what are they utilizing it for and when you start thinking about it in that way you can identify better product bonuses then i mean just to give you a simple example we used to sell a lot of tv wall mounts you know okay. and uh and one of the things that we did there was in really simple terms it was like well what are they what, are the, what do we know about that customer? Well, we know they have a TV. <laughs> That's one thing we know for sure that they have. For sure. So it was like, well, what can we give them to make that experience better, to make our offer stand out? So what we actually, at the time, we came up with the idea of giving a, um, a, a TV cleaning kit with the, with the product. And now sure. a lot of people do that now at this point. But that was a really nice differentiation point because you're, you're basically investing the same amount of money for the same product, but this, this, this extra really made the difference. So that's one piece of marketing advice I al- we always give. Another key thing, though, honestly, is imagery. Like in e-commerce right now, better images are going to increase your sales anywhere from 30 to 100%. Right. And, and I, I used to use like all crappy images that I got from our manufacturer that were awful. And one day I just said to myself, what would happen if I went and I found good photographers and I put good imagery on all my products? It's so simple now, you know, it's hilarious that I, that was a good <laughs> idea back then. And we just, we did, we just went to these really great photographers and we took cool images up close images showing kind of how the product works, that kind of thing. And just so people could get a 3d image of the product in their mind and almost, they could almost touch it, but they couldn't touch it. You know what I mean? And so between that and better offers, like that really was key coupled with our product research strategy. When we put those three pieces together, that's where you find what we call like hidden gem products. Then when you differentiate the hidden gems by looking at the product and seeing what is the customer going to do with it, et cetera. Then we look at Amazon reviews. It's a, it's a typical, I learned this from my copywriting training. A lot of people do this with when they're writing copy. They look at Amazon reviews and start to see what yeah. do people like, what do they not like. 
So I brought that to our process and I began to see, okay, well, these are definitely features we have to include with the product, but also these were things people didn't like. They didn't like that the, the, it broke easily or you know it wasn't big enough or whatever. And so then we would go and find products that didn't have all those problems. And that was a real, uh, that, that's been a really big thing for our clients and for ourselves. So when it comes to crazy campaigns, you know, honestly, we haven't had a whole lot of that because of the way the business model works. But mm-hmm. I guess the bigger thing is using direct response principles and applying as many of them right. as we, we can has been, has been great, you know? I think that's fantastic advice. I really want to thank you for coming on the show and sharing your experiences and your, and your expertise. Uh, you've been a real gem. Sure. I appreciate it. I hope I didn't jump around too much and I, I just hope people got value. That's, that's my main goal. As That's really what I want to do with my life now is just get on more places and just share, share value. And I don't, I don't mind if people never become a customer of mine. I just want people to learn something and just go and apply whatever I've said. If you've taken one thing away, just go do something with it. And I'd love to hear how you get on with it. Awesome. And, and let people know once more where they can find you, Steve. Yeah, so they can go to marketplacesuperheroes.com. I'm on Instagram as well, Stephen J. Summers. Uh, they're probably the two, Stephen J. Summers on Instagram. I just talk about a lot of stuff that's going on each day. So if you cool. want to come in there and, and hang out and chat, I'm, I'm there all the time. Awesome. And, and thank you. thanks again for coming on the show. It's been a real pleasure. You've been awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And it's uh, for everybody else. We'll be back again with another exciting guest, hopefully as uh, well-spoken and as clear-thinking as Stephen Summers next week on the podcast. Until then. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you want to become a well-paid freelance copywriter so you can live life on your terms, check out my webinar on how I get paid up to $10,000 to write simple, fun emails. And I'll even show you how I got started with no experience, no connections, and no formal writing training. To get the training, go to www.themcmethod.com slash webinar. That's www.themcmethod.com slash webinar.